one. Stop. Oh, you know you love that. You know, you know, you know you love that. Doobie Brothers, long train, baby. That's what's going on. ABC D, we are on letter D, and we're going to get to more Ds later in the music column as we are live back in action. Coming to you from Area 51 near Roswell, New Mexico, as a matter of fact, it is official that aliens have landed on Earth, and apparently they've been here for quite a while, disguises NFL football players. Folks, this explains all the miraculous things and the athletic ability we've seen on the field out of these athletes. So far, the ones that have been identified are Tyreek Hill, Derrick Henry, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, and we're told that there are being more to come out and identify themselves. So you can only get this kind of information on Third and Three Podcasts, you know, with my co-host, now I wonder, given her incredible gifts, if she's one of them. So, folks, she is Tricky Nikki Gist, and I have to wonder if I gave you that nickname because you used some advanced technology and planted it in my head or whatever. But to be real, Nick, oh, my God, the un un unreal athletic ability of some of these players was just overwhelming this weekend. Yes, it was. And you love to see it, right? Like, I just kind of love to watch an athlete do their thing. Um, to me, it's like nothing better. Like I always say, sports are the best reality TV. And it makes you feel bad about myself. Like, I have no excuse. Come on, get myself up and get my life together. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love how she's the greatest. Nikki, you really are. You're the best. And you guys know, usually it's a trifecta over here that we have intact. The real deal, Damian Adams, will not be with us tonight. And for good reason, surprise, surprise, coming up, maybe next show, we'll let you know. My name is Jason Fearman, and I recently did a show I invented like a millennia ago called Power 32, 32 teams in the NFL. So I went Power 32, where we hit on every team in the NFL. So I'm going to be doing it here and there. And I want to give a shout out to Ashley Elliott, who we both know, we're both friends with. She came on the show and did her first show with me, and she kicked ass, man. She was great. So I'm sure the three of us are definitely going to get down and do a show together. Oh, I'd be so excited to do one with Ashley. She would be awesome to have as a guest. She is kick-ass in our league. And since we are doing shout-outs, if you don't mind, I would like to shout-out our new friend, One and Done Radio. That's on Twitter. You can find them at One Done, D-U-N-N-E, Radio. They're always shouting us out, so check them out. Support their show as well. They are a good follow. You know, that's a great shout out right there. Well, well done. Well said. I'm glad that you did that. Definitely. It's been a lot who support us and we do our best to support them. So that's a great shout out right there, Nikki. We got to do more of that. Now, we're here for football, guys. You know it. And there was some football play today, which made me wonder what freaking day of the week it was. And it <laughs> is Wednesday. I talked to Nikki, you know, for a couple of minutes before, and she let me know that today is Wednesday. So we went over <laughs> that a few times. <laughs> Just... <laughs> You know, yeah, I'm getting old, you know, don't know these things. And again, we had a game today, if you want to call it that, that 
starred Robert Griffin III doing nothing really and the Ravens doing nothing and only scoring because Pittsburgh fumbled at their own 10-yard line and the Steelers didn't even look that good. I don't know if they slept walked into this game, Nikki, but they didn't look so hot either until really, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the second half where they picked it up and it's 1914, you know, with a two-minute mark. I mean, it's crazy right now what's happening. Like, could they really lose to Baltimore? First of all, I can't believe this game got trumped for the tree lighting. The Charlie yeah, Brown I know. Christmas tree. Like, I understand there's performers and stuff, but I thought nothing, nothing would, like, ever trump an NFL game. But 340, like, I, we briefly talked right before we hopped on here. Like, I was at work. I'm sure lots of people were. I heard the first half on the radio it didn't sound great I saw a little bit of you know when I got home but I they have their third string quarterback in there RG3's hurt now like I this is a mess we'll get to it but wow you know it it really is a mess and yeah we we are we're going to talk about all that with uh with the COVID and everything and how it related to this game we'll see again Pittsburgh trying to hold on here 1914 at the end um, as we uh, get close to them, we'll see if they go 11-0. and 0. But let's talk about another first-place team or sharing it now, and that would be your New York Giants. Uh, that is awesome news. But the other news, which you may know more about, because I know that you listen to uh, uh, the radio down there, the fan and everything, Michael Kay's show with Daniel Jones. I, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but he's got to play. Otherwise, then I definitely fear that the Redskins are going to take over that, that division. Yeah, that is my fear as well. Uh, last I heard coming home, they briefly played a clip from Daniel Jones's presser today. Um, and all it was is, well, we'll we will reevaluate tomorrow. So it doesn't look like he's going to play. Um, I don't think we have a chance against the Seahawks anyway, but hopefully he'll come back the week after. But right now it doesn't look promising. Uh We'll get into it when we talk about the games, but I, I mean, Colt McCoy, I, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's a little nerve wracking. So, but I guess it's day to day and uh, he says if he can play, he will. So to be expected, the answer was to be expected. Okay. Yeah, it certainly <laughs> is nerve wracking. There's no doubt about that. And I believe uh, the game has come to a conclusion over here in Pittsburgh. I believe it has. Yes, it is. It is a final score. So the Steelers remain undefeated, right? Well, we're not shocked about that, but again, shocked about the way that they played. So that's a whole other thing altogether. Very weird, very interesting. But uh, yeah, with the Giants, um, you know, I love them as far as winning this division. And I think that they will still, if they can get Daniel Jones back, like you said, we'll talk about it. But tough opponent this week. Uh, Wolf Fuller suspended for six games uh, because of a PED issue. I mean, I, I remember them mentioning that he had hamstring issues earlier in the year. So I think I honestly believe that he took something that wasn't, you know, like, you know, trying to get stronger or whatever you want to say. It was just something to heal. So he's screwed. He's out for the rest of the season, Nick Houston. That kind of sucks. Not that Houston was going anywhere anyway. So. Not that big of a deal. But uh, I think Damien would be pretty happy to know, and he does know, I'm sure, that Matt Patricia finally fired. <laughs> I oh, know. Of all shows, that he has to not be here. But it's for good reason why he can't You're be right. here. That's right. But you and you, you were the first one to say that when we got on the show. you like, you know, if they don't win tomorrow, because we do, do our shows on Wednesdays, so it was Turkey Day when they played. You're like, if they don't win tomorrow, then that's the perfect time to fire him. <laughs> 
and you nailed it. You know, that was it. And, you know, P, I heard the chatter right after the game. That's because they listened to the show. But, yep, you nailed it. He's out, and we'll see who's in. It's just amazing when you put that Coldwell record up against uh, Patricia's record. What a, what a joke. Uh, anyway, uh, try to get through injuries over here. Josh Allen sprained ankle. That kills me in fantasy. That actually hurt you. Um, but when I get to a freaky fantasy draft, you did very well this week, I have to say. Uh, so no Thursday night game tomorrow. And I wanted to ask you another question. We were oh talking about rookie of the year and that conversation was swirling around. And I was like, hmm, who is right now? In the beginning, I picked um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Patrick Queen, who was playing today for the Baltimore Ravens. I know that you picked Chase Young. Mm-hmm. And I think it's between those two right now. Would you still go with Young? He's got, I think, what, five sacks. Patrick Queen is making a lot of tackles. I mean, I, I will say that Chase Young has made that Washington line a lot better. So would you stay with him defensive-wise? I think I would. I think I would stay, you know. I'm not going to call. <laughs> I think I'm going to stay. But I definitely agree with the Patrick Queen pick. I would be happy to see either one. But, yeah, I would stay with my pick for Chase Young. Yeah, I think he's going to get that number one is that he was drafted number two, you know, so high up that you're going to get, you know, looked at that much closer. And he is doing a great job. He's playing really well. Offensively? This one got different real quick once Joe Burrow went down because, to me, that was hands down. But now that he's not going to play the rest of the year, I think that kicks him out. So who would you stick in there right now? What, for offense? Yeah, for offense. <sighs> yeah, I think I took the seam, right? I know I know. we tried to go back into our notes. Yeah, uh, you, did. you took Clyde Edwards-Solero. I think you did also, yep. I don't know. I'm trying to think – well, I'm certainly not 100%. I have to go back. You might have picked Joe Burrow. I have to go back to that. But it's it's probably not going to be him now. I mean, there's Justin Herbert. That You know, there's other players. that There's even guys like James Robinson who's like, you know, nobody talks about because he wasn't drafted. And he did a great job for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But, again, they're a team that's not going anywhere. I'll tell you who I really like. He was drafted in the first round, but he was drafted – kind of late in the first round, so that might hurt him. The same way we were talking about Chase Young and Patrick Queen, which drafted, I think, like 24th. But at Justin Jefferson. Oh, that's a good pick. All, right? I mean, when he's all said and done this year, he's going to have 1,400 yards or something like that. He's right there at 1,000 right now. So what he's done has been awesome, I would say, right? I, I would agree with you. That is a good pick. I could see that happening. And the only reason I wouldn't pick Justin Herbert is because they're not winning. If they were right. winning a couple of these games, then yeah, to me, then I would say, of course, quarterback, you know, they get it, but they're not winning the games. He's playing really, really well, but they're not winning the games. So that might hurt him. Not that the Vikings are great, but wide receivers, a different position. I like what Justin Jefferson is doing. Yeah. So, he's having a tremendous, every, every game tremendous for him. So good for right. him. I, I could see that, but yeah. Justin Herbert, I know they're not winning, but this kid's uh, – it's tough because, like, you're putting it all out there. He's having a hell of a game every time. He's breaking franchise records. He's just not winning games. So, I don't know. It goes back to that whole, is it individual performance? Are we, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's that, like, great debate. But I, I could see either one. Well, you're right about that. Again, uh, you know, the same thing with Burrow. You know, they weren't winning games, but he was going to win the award had he stayed healthy. So – 
you can use that same, you know, argument for Justin Herbert. So I wouldn't be shocked if he get it again. It's a quarterback-driven, offensive-driven league. So wouldn't shock me. But again, love well, what you could use the argument for the Hall of Fame too, right? Like my argument, yeah. like Rivers should not be in the Hall of Fame, but Eli should. <laughs> I'll save it though. I won't go into it. Not yeah, yeah. That'll take a long time. <laughs> And, and and I'll lose that battle. She will beat me in that battle, folks. And I feel like an embarrassed right now. While we're live over here on the Third and Three podcast, I'd rather I'd rather get some flowers and tomatoes action going. Some okay, some round of applause. You know, there was a lot this week. You know, I I know you love to throw your tomatoes first. So you want to toss a few? I do. I really, really do. I I want to toss a lot of tomatoes. Oh, go uh, for it. I do, and I think this is going to transition nicely into what we want to get into. I, I want to just toss them all at Roger Goodell and the way oh, that's great. Yes. he has handled this complete disaster of a COVID mess. Like, okay, what are you doing? So, so you take away a seventh-round draft pick, and you find the Saints, what, like $500,000 because they had a maskless celebration. Now, look, mm-hmm. I understand this. Everybody needs to wear a mask, do their part so we can eventually get back to normal. We would all love that. But I bet you these guys think, don't they get tested multiple times a week? So, so okay, I might get backlash for this, but I get tested. My family gets tested. You know, I have family members working in the school. They're constantly tested. So when I'm around people who I know don't have it, I don't wear a mask. So <laughs> they probably thought they weren't doing anything wrong. Um, well, give them the benefit of the doubt there. But you just finished a football game where you're sweating and spitting all over each other. And you're going to find them because they had a maskless celebration together where they're all tested negative. So that I don't get. Hmm. Um, I also didn't the Broncos quarterbacks also compromise themselves I didn't see any repercussions for them other than the fact that a used car salesman had to play quarterback for them um but where's their fine and that was an atrocity really that we had to sit through that but then you have a moment like oh the Ravens and the Steelers okay well you have your your star running backs and J.K. Dobbins and oh they wouldn't have been eligible Tuesday but they're eligible Wednesday and like I don't understand this sport has had the most time to figure this out why didn't you put in week 18 you should have built this in I understand you want to get to the Super Bowl and make sure you have a Super Bowl but now you're scrambling you keep moving these games I honestly don't know what day it is what week it is well I don't even know half the time who's playing what we're talking about what week we're on like it is ridiculous it is absolutely ridiculous I think Roger Goodell should be ashamed of himself and I will take everybody's rotten tomatoes and launch them right at him <laughs> you know what I think my round of applause should go to you because I couldn't <laughs> say any better that was that was fantastic it, it was because I don't understand it either so I, so I don't need to echo everything you just said because I agree with every single word from the get get-go like we said they had so much time and they've done everything apparently wrong since. And they had to get this game in. And they moved it from Thanksgiving night a week ago all the way to today, which is Wednesday, an entire week. And the Steelers having to go through this, who did their job correctly, but the Ravens didn't, where half the team has has COVID. You know what? They should have played the game, maybe not Thursday. Okay, move it to Sunday and see if we get better results. They didn't, so they kept moving and moving. No. 
To me, that's a bunch of crap. To me, you get the players that are that are not healthy out of there. They're not allowed on the field. You got to you got to test uh, negative before you get on the field. And if you don't, you know what? You forfeit the game because that is not fair to the other organization, the Steelers, who had to do this with the Titans already. Also, so just to piggyback off of what you were saying, I I, I despise what they're doing, and I'm happy the Steelers won today. If they would have lost today, it would have pissed me off because I almost feel like it wouldn't have counted with what they've had to go through. Not like other teams haven't had to go through stuff, but, you know, these guys are, you know, 11 and 0. They're undefeated, so let's not kid around. All right, that, that was great, Nikki. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all with it. I had that written down also, but I have backups, obviously, as you know. So I'm going to say my Rotten Tomatoes are going to the Bucks organization, and it's really Lego my ego, not Lego my ego, like those whole <laughs> I think that's what this is about, really, at the end of the day. When You know, I watch it very closely, as you do and, and other people, and we've talked about it on the show, so I don't want to get too deep into it. But it is basically a fact that this is Bruce Arians' ego showing up all over the place. Like, we're going to run my offense. It's like, you know, dude, you sold out to get Brady to go win a Super Bowl. You don't come in and use your offense because he's 43, and he can't make those plays anymore. He's not accurate down the field. and Nikki, he's not accurate down the field anymore. You saw it too. I mean, you you were watching the game. Those long passes, yeah, he hit a, a couple, but for the most part, way off target. So as a coach, you should realize, okay, this offense isn't working out. Let's try it the Tom Brady way, quote unquote. And when they did it other times this year, it worked out for them. But that's why they lost the game. That's why they were never I – don't, I don't even know how they got back into it 27-24. But, you know, I guess, you know, the Chiefs took a nap for a little while. But that's my problem with them. It just looks like it's an ego thing. And Brady is – I don't think Brady's happy right now. Uh, no, I don't think he is either. And I know when we do our ranting recap, I, I have a little mini rant for them. So I'll save it. But I, uh, I agree. We talked about this last week. It is like Bruce Arians is – just this is my territory and we're running my offense and I don't care who fits in it or not. Well, keep going because is this working out for you? Like at what point do you step back and go, this just isn't working anymore. Like I I don't understand what they're doing. I mean that Tom Brady's not accurate anymore. So why are you like living and dying by this? I I don't understand what's going on there. So I will take extra tomatoes and launch it at him. too. We are definitely on Team Tomato this week. I, we definitely agree with both of ours. There's no doubt about it. Well, we did save room for a little round of applause, so I shall, again, defer to you, ladies, first. I would like to hear what, what kind of good news you got that came out of the weekend. Okay. Well, I know I made, just made fun of these car salesmen, <laughs> Kendall Hinton, but I would like to give him a round of applause because this dude, like four weeks ago, was selling cars. Uh was a what a quarterback at Wake Forest but is a wide receiver on the practice squad had no idea what the lingo was had no no clue what was going on this dude was just playing backyard ball and hoping for the best I mean it was a little bit of a joke but I do want to give him credit because that is brave. Like, Jay, I know you used to play quarterback. If they called you, like, would you be like, all right, I don't know what I'm doing, but let me go on national TV and give it a shot against uh, the Saints. No. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a chance. I mean, it would be wonderful, but I could get killed. So I'd rather not do that. <laughs> so to me, that was brave to to lay it all out there like that. So round of applause for him this Good week. For you. 
Good for you. I like that. I like that. I didn't see that one coming, but you know what? That's awesome. And you know what? He played it off like a champ. He's like, I'm not going to let this bother me. You know, no big deal. Like I'm, the, I'm not even a quarterback, you know, for real. So he went in there and look, they got their butt kicked, but that was to be expected against the New Orleans Saints team that, that Damien is loving right now. When, you know, we'll get into that a little bit later. I'm going to quickly give my round of applause to Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, even in general, for being down 24-13 in that game. And coming back to win it, uh, 27-24 at the end, Kirk Cousins was great. He threw the three touchdowns. He was moving that team, uh, you know, moving that offense up and down in the fourth quarter. It was, it was beautiful to see what he was doing. And I'm happy, you know, again, because I'm rooting for the Vikings. So, I'm sorry, the score was 28-27. Um, so, I'm happy for the Vikings. You know, I still have kind of hope that they're going to come around and maybe get into the wild card spot. But... Kirk Cousins hung in there, got a must win, because if they would have lost that game, then it's really over. So to stay in there and to stay in the playoff hunt, you know, to be down that much in the fourth quarter and, you know, the defense hold up on their end, good job all around for the Vikings. I agree. Round of applause for for the Vikings this week. Nice job. Indeed. Indeed. No doubt. Yep. So we'll give it up to the Vikings. There's no question right there. But, uh, you know, we can uh, give it up to ourselves a little bit as we're going to do our uh, our records over here. And uh, we did well, Nikki. Didn't, uh, did you finish in first this week in the NEFL? Uh, second, I think. Oh, second? I could have sworn it was first. Well, By first, you know, maybe it, I was first. You're always right behind me, Jay. You're always nipping at my heels for years now, getting oh, annoyed. <laughs> yeah. I try. I text, like, oh, Jason's right behind. Oh, my God. Damn, man. <laughs> <laughs> Between um, you and Ashley. Oh. <laughs> I know, right? Well, you still look, hey, you went 10 and 6, so you, you definitely right. had a good week. You know, uh, you locked in uh, Seattle. The Rams didn't lock for you, and I'm real happy about that because I'm a Niners fan. I told you, don't do it and put the curse. Put the I don't down. listen to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's tricking Nikki Giss, baby. That's it. But you did lock in the Browns, and uh, so that's two out of three. I locked in the Texans and uh, Cleveland and Buffalo, so I did triple lock, and I went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm sorry, we were 11 and 5 because Pittsburgh won. So we were both 11 and 5, excuse me, that's right, because of this game. So we're better, yeah, we were both 11 and 5 and uh, did well on our locks, double, triple. So, you know, round of applause to ourselves right there. Not bad, huh? Nice. All right. That's what I'm talking about. You know what? Let's get the Thanksgiving games in now because, I mean, there's really not much to talk about because it was complete garbage. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, a good week for us, 11-5, and five, not bad. For Washington and the Cowboys, I know that you can't have both of them lose. I don't know which <laughs> one you wanted to lose, Snake, but um, I'm very, you know, I could have really given a round of applause, and maybe I should have, to Alex Smith, just, you know, for being back on the field. And Antonio Gibson ran wild. Uh, so, and, I, and another thing, I don't know what happened to Zeke. I, I, I mean, he is just... I feel like he's just giving up on the team and doesn't care. Like that fumble was so like, how did that even happen? I feel like he threw it behind himself. So Washington won 41-16, Nick, um, on, on uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> again, a, a complete blowout. But I guess this really shows what the Cowboys are. Yeah, trash. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, I see this every week. Like, they haven't done anything in recent memory. Like, what have you done? I don't understand why everybody's so hype on this team. And Zeke, yeah, hello. 
where have you been? Do I mean Amber Alert? Because I have you in fantasy <laughs> and you're getting me like two points. Like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> Dallas is trash. They continue to be trash. The defense is trash. The coaching staff is trash. The play calling is trash. And I think that Cowboys Nation owes an apology to Jason Garrett. Because I got to say, I kind of like what he's doing with the Giants offense. So, and I want to root for Alex Smith. I do. The comeback story is amazing. But I can't quite get there because I believe me, I wish Washington lost because I'd much rather <laughs> much rather play Dallas than Washington. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh. I don't blame you. Yeah, watching that game and then watching the defense, but then it's like, well, is the defense this good because the Cowboys offense sucks so much? And again, they always talk about it like who's gonna win the NFC East? All I do I hear that every day on whatever show is going on. It's like, all right, enough already. Let's just let the thing play out and Again, when we get to the Giants, when we get to our games, we're going to talk about it again a little bit more on Daniel Jones there. But the Texans and the Lions also played on Thanksgiving. Another blowout. This one was 41-25. And, again, Matt Patricia, gone, fired, out of there. Nothing left to do, nothing left to say. The Texans, it's really weird. And, you know, they got this great offense and this defense that I I thought would be at least mediocre. I thought this Texans team would be better. I don't know, maybe they're starting to get better, and the Lions, obviously, we know where they're at. So that was a complete stomping by Houston, which we all picked. Yes, and I just want to get your thoughts on this. So I think that Detroit is quite a few years away from undoing the Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn mess that they have made there. Mm. Um, they brought in like a team full of like aging Patriots and no great prospects. You know what I mean? So, so Bob Quinn goes and fires Jim Caldwell. You replace him with Matt Patricia, who, oh, by the way, at that point in time, his defense just gave up 41 points to Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. But okay, (laughs) don't go spruce up the Jim Caldwell roster or anything you completely demolish it and bring all your expatriate buddies and staff and players over who are like a hundred years old all right and you're just staring into the abyss of like nothingness basically (laughs) um so to me what does the new gm do so now you have a 32 year old matt stafford who can still play but if you trade him after the 2020 season they got to eat 19 million against the cap so huge draft of a replacement do you just write next season off as a rebuild and get rid of and start getting shedding this Matt Patricia Bob Quinn mess that they have made I mean what would you do yeah it I mean that's a, a fantastic question that I'm not sure exactly has an answer right now I mean I think it definitely starts with again you have to get the right GM and the right head coach and where do you go for that Look, if I if look if I was them, I would I I try to get Eric Bieniemy ASAP. You know, like I would be talking to him now, like secretly, you know, on whatever sort of cryptid phone line they have. <laughs> Burner <laughs> phones. Yeah, right. We're gonna need you here next year, so you know, please, you know, start there. And obviously, the GM. I'm not sure. What is Mike Tannenbaum gonna get back into it? I don't think so. So, um, but that's where it does start. And then, yeah, I mean, look, the Matt Stafford era is over. And it was really never his fault. They never gave him a defense. They really never gave him a running game. They gave him Calvin Johnson for about eight to ten years or whatever it was, and that was it. So, yeah, if you're this organization, it is really hard to see a path where they're going to get better. Um, 
like anytime soon, much like the Jets. I mean, I don't care if you have the first, the second, or the third pick in the draft this year. You're not going to get better just this year. You're going to have to hit a home run like two or three years in a row in order to make you a better team, have a shutdown corner, have a rusher, you know, make sure you can get, make sure you have an offensive line, you know, for your court. These are all a whole bunch of things where the Lions have weak spots in all of them. Like they don't have one thing on their team that you can say is good except for Matthew Stafford. And then, you know, when Kenny Galladay is hurt, he doesn't even get to show what he can really do because, you know, uh, what's his name? Marvin Jones is okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at best. So, yeah, I feel bad for Stafford. He's one of those guys also, like almost like Philip Rivers in a way. It's like they tried, they tried, but they never got enough. They never got enough. I don't know. So that's a really good question. I think they're, a, I think they're one of the teams that can be better at, as far away as any team from being good. And it's crazy that they were 0-16, you know, just a few years ago. So bad news right there. Good question. I don't know when we're going to get the answer, but we're going to take a really quick break. Guys, hang in there for 60 seconds. You know what's up. Third and three podcast. We'll be right back. I'm bouncing to that right now. That is a crazy pick right there. I love it. Let it be, Daddy Yankee. Come on, sing that for me. I know you know all the words, Nikki. You know. Well, oh the- yeah, no, I know the gasolina part, but that takes me back <laughs> to like my seaside days. Oh man, lots of memories of that song. So I had to go, Daddy Yankee, this week. That is a great pick. I absolutely love it. I love it. Didn't see it coming, but that's what's great about this because we don't tell each other anything and that surprises just come out of nowhere. It's awesome. Oh, man. Well, the Dolphins, surprise for them. They uh, got to play the Jets. So there's a win that this week is going. But uh, the Dolphins won 20 to 3. Again, it was um, uh, what's his name? Old boy Ryan Fitzpatrick in there. But I think I saw this on a couple of plays. We all remember the butt fumble. It's <laughs> become something like the st- the stack, the sack stumble or something. I don't know what to call it, but I keep seeing the quarterback run to the back of the offensive line, like as if he doesn't know what's going on. It, blown opportunities in that game specifically. They got in, I mean, turnovers they couldn't capitalize on. They they, they got to be the worst red zone team I've ever seen in my entire life. Like they actually had opportunities to do something in that game and they could do nothing but put up three points because they were lucky and close enough. It didn't turn the ball over in the red zone. I mean, really, they are that bad. We're just talking about the Lions. The Jets are in the same boat. Uh, well, I said to you guys, I said last week, we should not even talk about them anymore. Yeah, right. like, I don't know why we bother. <laughs> like, And right. I'll tell you. I don't think, listen, Miami's defense, hey, they step up, they clamp down, they do what they had to do. But I got to tell you, offensively, they're going to need some better play from whoever ends up playing quarterback. And their running backs can't fumble the ball because this is who they got coming down the stretch. Like they have Cincy next week then Kansas City, New England, Raiders and Buffalo. That is not you know, an easy order there. So they're going to need to elevate their play offensively. So 
you know, I, I'm, they have a good defense. It was the Jets, but the Jets are just, oh, it's painful. It is so painful. It is. No, yeah, it's horrible. You need like a full bottle of painkillers just to watch that game if you're a Jets fan. I can only imagine. Are God. they still watching games? I'd like yeah. to know. You know what I got? <laughs> yes. I, my, my, best fr- my best friend, five years old, and we you all know I'm an old man now. He's, he's a Jet fan, and he has literally stopped watching the game. He could care less. I mean, he's got kids, so, he, you know, he takes care of them on Sundays, and they play their, you know, little league and stuff. But he could give two flying you-know-whats about the Jets anymore. He's just – he's done. And this is a guy who predicted that the Jets would win the Super Bowl from 1985 on until last year. He, he was <laughs> – Wow. And if you the Jets here this year, and he would tell me why. Sam Darnold's the best thing that ever happened, but – yeah, yeah, again, we're just, like you said, we're just wasting our, our breath on this team. It's just unfortunate. So I think they should actually draft Trevor and start over and at least get a little fire, you know, under their booties, under there with their little butt fumbles. So I don't know. Enough with them. Patriots, Cardinals. Uh, yeah, I did. I'd like the Patriots in this game just because of their defense. And, the, you know, the Cardinals only scoring 17, Nikki. Does that worry you if you're a Cardinals fan? Or do you say, mm, we played a pretty good defense in their own home? Yeah, no, I'm not worried about the Cardinals. I, um, like, it wasn't Cam's best showing, but like we talked about last week, like, was Bill Belichick, he's going to take away, like, your best asset and your best player. So I think, yeah, you know what? The Patriots don't have a terrible defense, so it could have just been an off game. I'm not worried about the Cardinals. And uh, this is what Bill Belichick does. And I think I took them to win. And I think I, think I took New England because I had a feeling – that this might happen. Yeah, yeah. This, this, I, I, again, we, we talked about it at last week. How he's going to take your number one weapon, weapon away, and that's D Hop. And he did not have a great game at all. And the Larry Fitzgerald wasn't there, and Christian Kirk couldn't get it done. There was no running game. So yeah, that defense got the job done. And when you have coaches like that, I mean, you know, obviously he's the cream of the crop. We're talking about Bill Belichick, you know, he's going to figure out how to play on defense, you know, and there's only so many coaches that can do that. So yeah, I agree with you. I, I expect more from Kyler Murray, you know, in the future, he's pretty good <laughs> at, what, at what he does. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> this kid is yeah. pretty good. I don't think they have to worry too much. Oh, no. man. I mentioned uh, the Vikings earlier. They won 28-27. Like I said, the whole team got the job done in the fourth quarter. I went over it already, Nick. So, you know, Panthers are definitely out. But Vikings, I don't know if there's an inkling of a chance that if they make a run and they win nine games. Do you think nine games gets you in? So do we have that eighth spot? I don't that- think so. I think they're just shooting for the, you know, for the regular schedule and going with seven teams. Maybe. I think that might be able to get you in. You don't think? I do. I do think I, that's where I think that you're going to have like three or four, maybe nine and seven teams. And Probably. This percentage point and, you know, how many division wins you had and all that crap. I, I hate that. I like clear cut, you know, with, <laughs> clear cut. <laughs> But, you know, it is what it is, you know, that you're going to get that nine and seven is probably the most common record in the NFL. So that's going to happen. So try to get to 10 games and you'll be in much better shape. Like the Cleveland Browns who got a gift playing the Jaguars. Yeah, it was 27, 25. But again, the Browns won. They're eight and three. Pat, pat on the back again for Uncle Jay over here. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, 
Jarvis, look, when I call out players, they hear me because Jarvis Landry had a much, much better week this week when I called him Jarvis Laundry, and it wasn't his fault. It was just because they weren't using him. Well, they used him in this game, and it paid off. Well, okay. I know you've been high on the Browns, and they have played remarkably better this season than any in the past. Mm-hmm. But I just let me let me just throw this at you. All right. Do you think their MO is a little too predictable? Like I feel like you could get away with this against the Jags. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, they're gonna trade carries. Mayfield, this is what he does. He throws his dinky rollout passes. Their defense usually provides enough of a pass rush, and they don't do anything stupid against teams like Jacksonville. But what happens when you're playing Pittsburgh? Is that going to fly? What happens when you start playing these good teams in the AFC? Do you think that that is – do you think a better team is going to easily outplay them? Honestly, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I really do, to be honest. I – I again, I said Cleveland would be in the playoffs, and I still know I, they're going to make the playoffs. You know, if they, if they don't win two more games, I would be shocked, you know. So they should have 10, 11 games easily by the end of the season, I would think. But you're right. When you talk about the big boys in the AFC and even like a team like the Titans or whatever, you catch them on the right day. You know, the Colts, uh, again, the, the Colts took them out, took Cleveland out. Yeah, no, they can't hang with these other big teams. There's no way. Forget Kansas City, Pittsburgh, forget it. No shot. You know, I mean, even New England, no. So I totally agree with you. They have had a cupcake schedule, mm-hmm. and I, I just don't – I don't get it. They just really don't incorporate a passing game. So I think without that, that's going to hurt. But running in defense does get the job done. The only thing is, is that their defense isn't good enough to be like, we're a run, we're, we're you know, a, th- a third and three type of team where we're going to give you th- three yards and a cloud of dust and yeah. win that game because they're not good enough on defense. So I think when they make the playoffs, whoever they play is going to knock them right the hell out in the first round. I agree. Yep. And I, you probably, I, you might not have expected that, but I'm watching the way they're playing and how they're winning, which is good, but you can't, you know, 27-25 against the Jaguars, it just doesn't sit right with me for, for some reason, you know? And, no, and it's yeah. not like it's a it's not like it's a quality win. I know that sounds hypocritical because a lot of times we say, well, you play who the schedule says. I get that, but, like, if you're playing the Jags, you're clearly the better team. You better play like you're the better team and, like, stomp them out and take care of business. To me, that that wasn't really, like – a solid let's take care of business. And I don't think they really have a passing game because I don't know that Baker Mayfield can do it. Just says it's dink and dunk, and that's fine for a few teams in the league. But like you said, not against the big boys. Yeah, unless they're rushing their their butt off, which they can do, which is the reason why they are 8-3 between Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt and playing, you know, better than mediocre defense. That's why they're here. So are they going to get better? I I don't think so. You know, OBJ, I think, is – going to be the guy that they are going to miss in the playoffs that big time playmaker when you need to throw a ball and, and get the job done I think they're going to actually miss him when the when the playoffs come around so that's just an interesting caveat aside uh, but no I, I agree with you I agree they're they're one and done completely out uh, and again they could be playing maybe well they won't play the Titans but the Titans might be in the playoffs the Colts may be in the playoffs they split this time. The Titans did beat them 45-26. I think that you picked Tennessee. Uh, yeah, you picked Tennessee. I picked the Colts. So good job by you. You saw it coming. And look, Derrick Henry dom- dominated the game. And if you were watching it, the one thing that I saw very clearly 
look, DeForest Buckner was out. They had a couple of the defensive linemen out. All Tennessee did was run the ball up the middle, and that was all they had to do. And that's that was the game, Nikki. That was everything. Yeah, um, and Derrick Henry had help. You know, it's easy to be a beast when you have help. A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, they had nice days. Look, Ryan Tannehill, he moves the ball pretty efficiently. I know sometimes he gets a bad rap, but um, I think he's playing some good ball. Their defense wasn't too bad until whatever the hell happened to them in the fourth quarter. But do you know December is Derrick Henry month? In the month of December – he averages 88.9 yards per game and 5.4 yards per carry. And to me, he looks revved up and ready to go to crush some playoff dreams. <laughs> yup. Again, just like last year, going all the way to the AFC championship and actually almost winning the damn thing being up on Kansas City. Yeah, people forget that really quickly where they were last year and what they could be now and they looked all of that when they played the Colts, you know, and they scored 45 points on a really, really good defense. Yeah, that's can a little I only just Can I bring something up to you about Indy and see if you yeah. agree? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Here's what I noticed about Indy. Like, when they play a quality opponent like Tennessee, I feel like in order for them to win those big games – they have to hope that that team is going to make more mistakes than they do. But the problem is usually those quality teams aren't making those mistakes. So how far do you think, do you notice that about Indy? And then how far do you think they can realistically go? I think that's an excellent observation. I really do. That is an excellent observation. Uh, yeah. When I look at them um, more nerve wracked than I'm saying, mm, this, yeah, they're going to go ahead and win this game. I, I'm with you on this one. They're another team that is really good. They can play with some of the big guys, but they can't play enough with them. So I'm with you also on the Colts. And uh, Philip Rivers is playing decent right now, but I think they're giving him a little bit too much love. And they don't have a solid running game. And, you know, their defense, yeah, they're all – I think that they're a team where even – again, I picked them to win the division. You picked – um. Did you pick the Titans or, I don't know, one of you guys picked I, the Titans? I think I took Tennessee, yeah. Yeah, I, and I took the Colts, and right now I'm thinking Titans all the way with the way they were playing, but it's funny how things change from week to week. You know, like the Colts beat the Green Bay Packers, and they get, then they get stomped out at home by the Titans. It's like, all right, which team are you, you know? So yeah. I don't get that. That part I don't get. So that's weird. Um, the Bills are not weird. The Chargers are. They can't buy a win. And you know what I'm going to say? Just overall about this is I think that you know again we talk about head coaches I think Anthony Lynn is done after the season all the games that they could have should have would have won and they're going to put blame on the quarterback yeah but they're not going to take out their first year starting quarterback who's they hope to be there for 15 years so I think Lynn is done maybe Eric Bieniemy goes over there to the Chargers so yeah they played Buffalo I didn't you know we all picked Buffalo to win this game this was like you know a no-brainer over here but the Chargers just don't have it anymore, and they need to also reload and get more help around them because they just cannot get the job done. And I also think that goes into head coaching. So I think this is bye-bye for Anthony Lynn. Yeah, it might be. I mean, you got a tremendous talent there, a quarterback, and no help. A little bit of help, but, I mean, you really got to get a team around him. And I wish Damian was here because I'd want to know if he would give out a quantum leap to Josh Allen this week because – I wouldn't. I thought the Bills were 
a little sloppy this week. I mean, mishandled snaps. He threw interception off his back foot, relying on the checkdowns and the dump offs against the Chargers. Like, I feel like the Bills offense in general kind of moves in this like stop and go. And they do find a way to win, but like I just said, win is a win. I'll contradict myself, but I just don't think it was a great win for them. No, it wasn't a great win. It's it. You would expect them to actually score more points and, you know, feel like they were more in charge of that game. I'm with you. It was 27 to 17. So it wasn't a blowout. Yeah. They won handily. You can say that, but again, you team like the chargers, they should beat handily and even better. And how the Falcons won handily against the Raiders <laughs> again, what the hell is going on with this team? They, they screw us. They, they just screw with our minds every week, Nikki. They keep doing it. How the hell did they beat the Raiders 43 to six? What the hell happened here? I don't I, Is that a trap game from John Gruden? If I've ever seen one in my life or are the Falcons like all of a sudden, like, yeah, we're for real. You know, Nikki was right the whole time. <laughs> well, I'd like to think I was right. <laughs> Maybe you are. I don't know. But Raheem Morris, Nick, yeah, what are they, 4-1 four and, four and one under him? 4-1, yeah, yeah. under him, yeah. I, well, you know what? Sometimes it is just as simple as you need to hear a different voice, right? You just need different leadership. You need a different voice because sometimes it goes in one ear and out the other. I think we can all relate to that probably in our personal life and our work life. Sometimes <laughs> it grates on you, and you just need to hear somebody else. Like, But I – I can't take Atlanta anymore. I know I said, don't be surprised. They might sneak in there. But I did think the team we see where we saw this past week, I thought that's what we would get all year. So this up and down is beyond infuriating. And the Raiders, you just out Atlanta, Atlanta. Like (laughs) Atlanta just has a panache for stupidity, right? And the Raiders made some of the dopiest mistakes I have ever seen plus five turnovers, 11 penalties. I mean, not many teams can out Atlanta, Atlanta. Oh my God. <laughs> I just, I, it's amazing. right when everybody's jumping on the Raiders train, I guess that was to be expected, right? Everybody's jumping on, forget right. it, go the other way. But no, it, 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 it's, it's baffling how against that defense, they, they put up six points and now they're six and five and they find themselves in a little bit more trouble uh i know the ravens just became six and five but browns eight and three pittsburgh we know about then you got tennessee and the colts that we just talked about then buffalo miami who's seven and four you know you you gotta wonder it's like oh they people are putting them in like their top five in the nfl teams but no i don't know you you, you can't do that and be a top five nfl team that doesn't work i'm sorry no you can't you can't do that no no you cannot but then so, okay Tampa Bay, are you going to have to watch out for Atlanta? Oh, my God. It, probably, again, from what we talked about with, with, with that team, they're probably going to have to. We're going to talk about, you know, well, let's talk about that game right now because, you know what, it's right in front of my face. It was disgusting to watch. It made me sick. <laughs> it, really, it really was. It really, really made me sick the way that they were just calling those plays and the Chiefs went out and they just did what they always do. I, Tyree Kill, again, calling him an alien in the beginning. I wasn't kidding. Two, well, he had 203 yards in the first freaking quarter or something like that. He ended up with three touchdowns, 270 yards. It was just unbelievable. And Brady also, I realized that he was bad in the red zone in that game, too. He wasn't throwing the ball 
and whether it was the fate or anything. And I, I just, I, I don't, I, I can't put my finger on it. I, I don't understand, you know, like, just why can't they come to a compromise and, and be and look and be like, look, we're going to, if you want to actually win and put your ego away, we got to do things better. And the Chiefs just, you know, again, they go out there and they do what they do. They, they allowed the Buccaneers to score 24 points and, you know, in the second half. And then when it really mattered, they're like, all right, let's go out there. Let's make sure we get a first down and then this game and go home and eat some freaking dinner. That, that's how it is for them. It's a total opposite where there's full confidence in the Chiefs and there's no confidence in the Bucs, even among themselves. I feel like it's that way, Nikki. Mm, that's probably accurate because they play that way, right? You, you see it on the field. And if I was to pick a weakness for the Chiefs, since we're always so high on them, one thing I really would say is that it seems like they tend to get sloppy a little bit, like, the second into that third quarter and then they'll pick it back up, you know, start really fast in the first, pick it back up in the fourth. It's very Eagles like when the Eagles are are actually on and not Patriot. Um, <laughs> and we see you, Andy Reed. We see you trying to mismanage that clock before 10 left. You try to give Brady a shot, but uh, yep. Mahomes yep. is not having it. Um, I feel the same way, Jay. Like, I can't quite put my finger on it. And I actually wrote this down. I was <laughs> just put, lately seems like Brady is starting games extremely flat. What is it exactly? And then I just have, is it father time catching up? Like it would do to all of us. Is it timing with his offense? Is he seeing ghosts? Is it Bruce Arians? Is it a combination of everything? Which probably it is. That's a logical yep. thing. Um and sometimes I just don't think we need to be so overly analytical. I mean, like we talk about the eye test all the time. What does the eye test say? This team is not gelling and Brady is not Brady. No, not at all. I mean, even think about last year, the, Brady even looked better with the, with the schmuck, schmoes that he had on that team with the New England Patriots. And he went to the playoffs, you know? You, yeah. Now you got the best wide receivers in the NFL. Antonio Brown is on your freaking team, for God's sake. You got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans over there. What more do you want? What you want is a freaking offense that we can all adapt to and run. The defense knows that you're going to be doing freaking, you know, just uh, going down the end. But, you know, doing nine routes, you know, all the way to the end of the field, flag routes, whatever it may be. Uh, how how can you not know what's coming? And the, the Chiefs knew every time. They were just waiting back there for him to throw the ball. They knew what was happening. They just knew. So, that Brady, gosh, he, he, he looked bad because, again, going back to Bruce Arians and the whole ego thing and the whole scheme of the offense, it's making him look bad. And you're also right. The fact that he is 43, why are you asking him to throw the ball 50, 60 yards down the field? Like, I don't understand that. Why? Because his bread and butter is his little dump-offs, his little dink and dunks. Like, go back in New England. Go look at the past few years. And right. it's like, that's his look bread and butter. Ring. So what are you doing? What are yeah. you doing? Yeah, Bruce, Bruce, look at my fingers. There's six rings on them. There's none on yours, you <laughs> Yeah. Can I just explain to you how this goes? And by the way, I would have had three more. <laughs> you know, I went to nine <laughs> Super Bowls. I know how this thing works. So just let you wanted me here. I'm here. Let me help you understand how to win a freaking championship. It's really now. It's now. It's bothering me a lot. I'm getting really heated over here. I think I need to get off the topic because okay. they can be so Moving great. On. <laughs> they, they, 
just annoying. For if I was a fan of that team, they could be the best team in football, no doubt about it. And they just aren't because of ego. And I truly believe that. And that is so foul. It makes me hate Bruce Arians. All right. Okay. Oh, gosh. All right. Going to another team over here. Uh, Sid, dang, freaking, like I said, Damien Saints. We talked about that. You threw your uh, round, your uh, <laughs> yeah. <balls> and everything. <laughs> 31-3. Uh, gosh. But we expected that. We knew that the game was going to go like that, Nikki. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> Just a joke. This poor kid was one of nine, 13 yards, zero oh, no. TDs, two interceptions. I mean, it could have been worse. I guess I could have been out there. <laughs> but I can't believe the NFL let that happen. I know we already touched on it. Happy for the Saints. Dee, if you're listening, happy you guys got another win. Taysom Hill. Sean Payton's doing the right thing. He's tailoring this offense to Taysom Hill, which is what I hope Joe Judge and Jason Garrett and the offensive coaches do for Colt McCoy. Um, so, yeah, good, good on the Saints. Joke yeah, for Denver. It, yeah, and, that, and again, that shows you the, you know, again, Taysom Hill and, uh, and Hamlin, the two different players, you know, but that also shows you the coaching difference between Sean Payton and his genius and Vic Fangio, who was just became a head coach, you know, like yesterday. And he's been a coordinator for 78 years. So again, maybe he's not the guy for the job, you know, maybe just being a coordinator is his type of thing. Well, we'll see. And uh, that was kind of the argument in Packerland for a while with Matt LaFleur, but it seems like him and Aaron Rodgers are really getting along and they got along great on Sunday night football, 41, 25 over the bears. We all knew that was going to happen. Um, there was no Hakeem Nicks for the Bears, which killed them right away. The Packers were able to run right through them. Then, of course, Aaron Rodgers is just incredible. There was a play that the refs were debating. I don't know if you heard this. There was a play that the refs were debating. I remember this. And it was a personal foul hit on Aaron Rodgers, uh, like a hit on his head. And one of the Bears players, I don't know who, but I heard it loud and clear, said, Something along the lines of, you asked for a flag on that? And Aaron Rodgers said, I didn't ask for it at all. What are you talking about? Like loud and clear. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, I hear that all the time. Like the conversations that were on the field, because they were so close to the referees that we got to hear the mic. So I thought that was such a cool moment. But um, again, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers stomped out the Bears, stomped out Matt Nagy. Maybe even he'll, he'll be gone sometime soon. I mean, he's got to be, right? And their GM, like, you've got to fix this quarterback problem. I, I, I just don't even know how you go forward. You have no offense. Like, uh, you have nothing. You have nothing. Uh, Trubisky is just beyond repair, I think. There are just bad decisions from top to bottom, like management, coaching, quarterback. It's just bad decisions going on, and they need to get it right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they really do. And, you know, shame on me. When they were 5-1, and one, and we all said that they were the worst 5-1 and one team in the world, yeah. I'm like, Matt Nagy should be freaking head coach of the year. I don't know how the hell he's doing this with all these guys, and now they just lost every <laughs> team since. <laughs> don't feel bad, because when we did predictions, I said that um, – this is embarrassing. Uh, I said <laughs> wow. that Mike, Mike McCarthy would win coach of the year. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I can see why he would say that. I can see why. In August when we yeah. did that show. So. Yeah, yeah. The things were definitely looking much brighter for <laughs> Dallas at that point. A lot of us had them, you know, maybe somewhere along, along the lines of the Super Bowl. So I don't blame you for doing that then. Who, nobody could have predicted what was going on this year, especially this year, 2020, which – it's just incredible, as we know. Oh, man, let's move on to the last few games. 
the Monday night football game. There's a freaking game every night this week. Monday night football, and this hurts. Why put Jalen in for two plays? Why would they put in Jalen Hurts for two plays? Then he comes out and doesn't play at all. The second that he does come out on a third down, Carson Wentz gets sacked. It's a joke, Philly. It's a complete joke. I know that you love it and you breathe it in with 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 flowers and, and energy. And it's like an positive. elixir to me, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know you love it. And, you know, Seahawks, again, just, you know, they beat them up. Uh, but it seemed like the Eagles were in the game for a minute, but they really weren't. And the, the real bottom line, what I saw is that neither offensive line was any good. Both of these quarterbacks had to run for their lives, but Russell Wilson is much better at doing it than Carson Wentz's. And, yeah, he's got receivers who are better also. So that's why they won the game. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that Carson Wentz is just not seeing the field. I, 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 I saw clear open receiver, <laughs> and he did not. Like, I, I mean, what are you doing? But, all right, you have a terrible offensive line. He's been sacked, I think I saw it was 46 times. Like, sure. and I don't think Doug Peterson, like, helps the situation either because he's like a gambler of a head coach. And so he'll make questionable decisions. Like you go for it on fourth and four at the Seattle 15 and Goder runs the wrong route. And then Wentz throws his 15th interception and the whole sequence, that whole drive sequence right there is like a microcosm of their entire season. It's just one bad decision after the other. It's, that's perfectly, perfectly well said. It is a microcosm of their entire year and what we are going to see to come in the next six weeks or whatever it is. It re- what a shame. What a sh- It really is. And I don't know what they're going to do with Doug Peterson. I'm with you. I mean, I don't think they're going to fire him. And I don't think Carson Wentz is going anywhere. So, look, I, I just think they should just draft all offensive linemen and pray that, you know, their skilled players actually get healthy. I don't know, but Darius Slay, their supposed best cornerback, got eaten alive by DK Metcalf, man. So uh, they got problems over there. They really do. And uh, another team that we just saw, like we said, we talked about it earlier when we started the show. The Ravens just lost with, you know, two, three backup quarterbacks and everything. You know, Goodell with the whole – so we really hit on all that nonsense. But the Steelers, again, winning and trying to get that perfect uh, 16-0. and But, again, with – the Chiefs just one game behind them. It's going to keep that fire uh, going for the Steelers, and they almost blew it out today. Yeah, I just like to think back to the last team I know that everybody thought was going to be undefeated. Uh, who's the biggest one to the most unlikely opponents? Yeah, what so, a wonderful moment! Oh Good my one. God, probably like one of the best moments of my life. <laughs> It was great. I, I was I was living in New York at the time, and I mean, I was surrounded by Giants fans. So of course, I was a Giant fan that night because I never rooted for New England. I mean, we were just we went crazy, I and mean, there was I, I can't even describe the way the room looked afterward. After we saw what happened, it was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can I imagine. Think I think I cried. I'm actually not a crier. <laughs> I didn't even cry on my own wedding day, but I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really cry. I could probably count on, yeah, my two hands, how many times I've cried um, wow. in my adult life. But I think that the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, and that, that was the first one that you got to see, right? That, that, that was 2007 to see your Giants win, that one. Because you were, what, four years old when they won in 90? Yes, and we don't yeah. talk about the one against the Ravens. Not in this house. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not in this party. That ain't happening. 
Nope. But we'll talk about your Giants now. They did get a win. Uh, this, you know, again, with Daniel Jones, I know that you're going to be all over that and, you know, updating us what's happening with him. But they did win again, and good for them. It was on the road. The Bengals were playing their butt off. You know, it was a close game, 19-17. But your Giants did what they had to do, Nikki. And, again, I'm loving their defense. Yeah, defense Defense has been strong all season. Um, they did what they had to do. They were the better team. They took care of business. I will tell you, when Daniel Jones went down, and this is probably just sounding like a spoiled New York fan or whatever, but we've had Eli Manning had him for such a long time, and he's always been available. Yeah. Available, okay? Right. We've You're never – I I can't remember this – Probably not in my adult life where I was like, oh, my God, we don't have a starting quarterback? What do you mean? Like, second string has come in? Like, it was a very weird thing for the families to experience because I will tell you this. The last time the Giants were forced by injury to start a backup quarterback not named Eli Manning was December 28, 2003. And that quarterback was Jesse Palmer who now hosts the Holiday Baking Championship, (laughs) which is a phenomenal show. So it's been a long time. (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. Where did you get these tidbits? That is amazing. That's (laughs) awesome. That that is just so perfect. That, oh, oh my God, Jesse Palmer, freaking Bachelor also. That's incredible. Oh, my God. Reminds me of of the days of what uh, Kent Graham and uh, Dave – uh, what's his name though? The big David Brown, all, all those guys. Jeez, what awful years those were. Yep, Eli came around, did a couple of things, no doubt about it. So, gotta applaud him. That'll never go away. Those two Super Bowls that stays forever. So, I'm with you over there. I hear you. Last game, 49ers beat the Rams. <laughs> Told you not to go against me with that lock. Don't go against 49ers with locks. That's it. I just. <laughs> I want to thank God, you know, Jalen Ramsey for the five extra yards so we can kick that game-winning field goal at the end. It was going to be a 47-yarder and then, you know, made it 42 a lot easier. So the Niners actually played well. Nick Mullins, but he's not a starting quarterback. He's a backup, and I know that he has his good games and his bad games. It was tough. Welcome back, Debo. You know, you said that they were one of the teams that could really hang in there and maybe stick around and make some noise and get into the playoffs and sneak in there. And they're playing like that right now. I know they're five and six, but they're playing like a much better team. So you were on top of that even more than I. Yeah, I remember we did that, right? Mount player, player. We did the five teams under 500. I said, don't give up hope, Niners fans. Don't give up hope because you're coming back, getting your players back. As you're getting healthy, I mean, it's a lot to be said when your playmakers are back, healthy on the field, and playing like the playmakers that you know you can count on. Um, I hope it's not too little too late. I don't think it is. Um, but even if so, the a healthy 40s and 49ers team, I think, can at least play spoiler. And I like a good spoiler. Yeah, me too, me too. I've seen a lot of those. I remember one year Arizona had nothing to play for and they beat the Vikings, took them right out of the playoffs the last second. I love those type <laughs> moments. Great. Me too. <laughs> you know, 
play at home um, because of all these restrictions and, and whatnot. There's no sports allowed in that area. So they have to go and play with where the Cardinals play, which, so here's an interesting little caveat to that, that Niners are one and four at home this year and they're four and two on the road. So you know what? Let's play in Arizona. You know, let's play in freaking LA. I don't care. You know, so if we're playing on the road, it looks like we're doing better. So uh, they have to do that for two, for two weeks and the third week they are on the road anyway, as it is. Uh, but uh, yeah, coming up with the Bills, and we'll talk about that later. So yeah, the 49ers, they got, you know, they got problems like everybody else, they, just like everybody else. There's no question. And our Mount Player Player this week, which we're going to this, – this, this should be pretty cool. Our top four either moments or um, plays or anything like that, that's a lot of fun. So l- let's get into this, the top four plays or top four moments of the season so far. I was thinking of a bunch in my head and all of a sudden it just started flushing in. So why don't you give me one of yours? I know that we must have a few that are the same. So I wrote a bunch down just in case. Oh, okay. All right. Good. Cause I only stuck to four. <laughs> all right. Perfect. perfect. I know right. we'll have a couple of the same, the way that we both think. I, I know it. So go ahead. Um, all right. I'll give you my number four. Um, was Atlanta not knowing the rules <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> against the Cowboys. I mean, I just, I ended up rewatching that highlight because that was one of the moments that just popped into my head when I was writing stuff down. And just, I laughed so hard watching them stand there like, duh, what do I do? Am I allowed to touch this ball? <laughs> what, what's going on here? Like, do I stare at it? Do I just... I don't know, would I pick up grass and eat it? Like, it was just the most dumbfounding thing I've ever seen and definitely memorable. That is excellent. That's great. And you know what? I had that on my list, and I'm glad I didn't have it in my top four, and I'm glad that you did because I wanted that to be brought up because that, that was a WTF moment if I ever saw one in my life. There's no question. My number four, Everybody got up out of their seat when they saw that and spilled whatever drink they had all over them and went, oh, at the same time, you heard it all around the world. And it echoed into the universe when Derrick Henry just threw Josh Josh Norman out of the way with that stiff arm. That was beautiful. Just unbelievable, Nikki. So that that that's my number four right there. That's a great one. That that was amazing. Amazing. He just threw him like. He was a child. Like, yeah, like nothing. Ragdoll. Right? Like, what are you doing over here? I'm just throw you over. I had a bounce. Who are you? <laughs> oh, man. All right, yeah. what's your number three? Number three um, is Richard Rogers and his Hail Mary catching abilities. I oh. love a good Hail Mary. I know, I kind of cheated because – his first one was from Aaron Rodgers back in 2015. Like, and we all remember that one, right? Yeah. It was on time down. The Lions grabbed Aaron Rodgers' face mask as time ran out. Um, I'll never forget that play. But the second one uh, was on Monday night. And no, the game was not on the line, but it was very much still impressive. Um, he even did it one-handed off of Carson Wentz uh, deflection. So, I don't know. Nobody catches Hail Marys like Richard Rogers. You are so on with that one. There is no doubt. Yeah, something about that. I, I guess if your name is Rogers, Hail Mary is going to be in your background somewhere. You know, Rogers to Rogers. You know, it's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, I like that a lot. I like that. Yeah, we've definitely seen some Hail Marys. Yeah, we might get into that a little bit more. And then, but uh, my number three 
is when Russell Wilson threw an interception and DK Metcalf ran down Buda Baker all <laughs> the way down. So he couldn't score a touchdown. Arizona didn't even get a field goal out of it. That's what makes it so much better. He saved the touchdown. Arizona didn't even get any points out of it. He ran down that he did not give up. When players do that, like in the locker room, you know, I played on football teams, you know, just up until high school, nothing tremendous. But I understand what it's like when there's a moment like that and you do something on the field that you show that you have that much heart and you care that much and you're willing to do this. Wow, that says so much about a guy that he won the locker room forever. He could do anything he wants now. He owns that locker room for doing that. Yeah, it's like automatic respect too, you know? Exactly, exactly. And that's why it's my number three. So what's your number two? My number two actually is from this past week. So call it recency bias, I guess. Um, But watching Bruce Arians spit all over his face shield. (laughs) Like, the thoughts going through my mind just kind of cycled like this. This is disgusting. Oh, my God. Yup, he just spit COVID all over his face shield. Oh, my God. He's turning red. I think he needs an ambulance. This is disgusting. Why is the camera still on his spit-covered face shield? Um, But I couldn't look away, and I was so disgusted that, like, I'm still thinking about it today. Oh, my God. That's such a good one. How do I even say anything after that? That's so (laughs) <laughs> that is oh that is great and i was picturing the whole thing while you were saying i'm like oh my god please don't laugh too loud let her finish <laughs> that was awesome well done well done my number two it's very simple but it's very moving and it was moving very much to me as he was a part of my 49 team for such a long time it's when alex smith returned to the field for the first time i know it didn't go well he got sacked six times by the rams but just the fact that he wanted to come back, willed to come back, and we went through his story and everything. So, you know, we're not going to go through all of that. But the fact that that guy did everything he possibly could, knowing that he was going to be a backup at best, maybe the third string quarterback, he still wanted to play. And you know what? He is playing, and he's back with the team that he had in first place. I'm sorry, Nikki. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago when he got hurt, and now look what's going on. Alex Smith threw for 300 yards, you know, even last week. They're, you know, the, the Reds, the, I almost called them the Redskins. Oh, me. oh, Jay, don't but, do that no. now. <laughs> that would be something else in the jar over there. But so forget about the team. But Alex Smith returning to the field is very special. And what he had to go through to do it, I, you know, that's hard to beat right there. So, but that's my number two. I like that number two. And he definitely deserves to be on the list. It's not that I forgot about him. I just, that is a hell of a comeback story. And that documentary... <laughs> Like, oh, his leg. Like, ah. <laughs> I know. I can't. Oh, my God. Can you imagine looking down at that if that was your leg? I don't know if I could handle it. No. No. That would be one of the times in my life I would cry. <laughs> yeah. so. Don't blame you. <laughs> Jeez. Um, oh. All right. So I'll give you my number one. And I'm going to go way back to the beginning of the season. Chiefs versus Houston. Just watching the Texans link arms with the Chiefs for their moment of unity. Oh. Though that was very much needed. 
at the time. And I know tensions, you know, back in September were incredibly high and the media was trying to spin the whole national anthem and who's standing and who's going into the locker room. I am so happy they didn't make it a thing. But I look back at that where we are today, December 2nd, from the beginning of the season and just the unity locking arms and Andy Reid in his face shield, what everybody laughed at, but look where we are now. And I feel like that game was just a sign of the times. You know, wow. That is so well done. I don't even want to say my number one. I just want to agree with you. I'm I'm not even kidding. That is so, so well done. I didn't even think about it because you're right. It's way back. It's week one. And I do feel like that brought, like that brought unity. Like, I'm thinking about it now as you're talking, just going back to the beginning of September and how things were and, you know, how things are now, it feels like things are better. And I feel like the athletes, not just in the NFL, but the NBA and all over have helped out tremendously in that area. Yeah, of course, there's still work to be done. And that's not a topic that we're on right now, but I think that's a tremendous answer right there. So that great for you. That That's perfect. I wish I thought of it. So that's a great number one. I definitely cannot beat her with my number one. It's supposed to play. But we talked about the Hail Marys. And the play, obviously, is Kyla Murray going all the way to his left, managing to stay in bounds and throw an accurate pass where DeAndre Hopkins jumps up between three Bills, comes down with the catch, touchdown, wins the game, beats the Bills who go home crying, who should have won that game. But that is probably the play of the year. You know, when they do their SBs and all that stuff, I think that's going to come up as the play of the year. That was oh, just... for sure it will. For sure. Uh, it definitely uh, is the play of the year. Yeah, that was out of control. I was thinking about putting in for, for a moment the Bengals drafting Joe Burrow because they finally did something right, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, that could have definitely made it too. There's lots of moments. Maybe we'll yep. do another one at the end of this year. Maybe we'll recap our favorite moments on the show. Ah, I like that. I like that. All right. All right. Well, hey, we got some more fun. We got some more action for you. We got a cool little segment that we're going to bring on you guys, switching quarterbacks up for teams. We're still doing knowledge with Nikki today, so I can't win and I can't lose. I can just beat myself, I suppose. We got more <laughs> Freaky Fantasy Draft, and we're going to give you our locks for the week. All that coming up and more in about 30 seconds so we'll be back in 30 one Give me a little China Grove over there. The Doobie Brothers back in action live. Third and three podcast with Nikki Gist. How are we feeling, Nick? We are feeling good. I have no idea these songs you're playing, but I dig it. All right. Well, I like it. <laughs> all you got to do is hit Doobie Brothers and listen, and all of a sudden you will become a fan. That's how easy it is. To I match. will listen uh, on Spotify. <clears throat> Spotify. <laughs> Spot it up. <laughs> all right. All right, hey, Nikki had a great idea. We were talking about, like, what if this quarterback was on that team? Would it be a better idea? And 
you know, it's not just like, oh, okay, well, what if Patrick Mahomes is on the Jets? No, it's a little bit deeper than that. Like, I'll give you one, like, off the, off the bat, Nick. Like, what if what if Derek Carr was on the Panthers? Do you think that that would make a difference much over Teddy Bridgewater and making them a better team and better um, offense? I actually – I don't know that he's going to make that much of a difference. Do you? I I don't think that much of a difference. No, either. But I think they could expand their passing game and go yes. downfield more. Not that Bridgewater, you know, he, he, he can do that. They just don't do that because mm-hmm. he's really not his thing. So that was the one thing that I thought because they got a guy like Robbie Anderson, who is a burner. Mm-hmm. Maybe Derek Carr would be better over there or better on that team. And maybe Bridgewater would actually be better for the Raiders. I don't know. But that was like one of the ones that kind of popped into my head. I don't know why. but That's an interesting one. I feel like they're kind of evenly matched. And I don't know that Derek Carr like would instantly make Carolina better. But, yeah, it'd probably open up their offense a little bit. Um, well, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, actually. It doesn't mean that they would make them instantly better. So I, I, I would. Deeple. So that's, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, I got, I definitely got a few more. You got, you got one? Uh, yeah, I got, I jotted down three that I thought would be interesting. So okay. I'll throw one at you. Um, Matt Stafford to the Denver Broncos. Oh, wow. That's an interesting one. I haven't, I never thought of that. So I feel like probably like, okay, let's look at the lines. Probably offensively, their, their match, probably maybe a slight downgrade on um, talent, but um, I don't know. He'd actually have a defense <laughs> in yeah. Denver. He got yeah. some nice young talent. Um, and it's not Matt Patricia. So I, I, I think, and I know we're high on, on Denver, but if we're talking like, um, I don't know, if I, I, maybe in a win now scenario, does he make them better? I think that's a great one. And the answer is yes, he does make them better because I think he's better than anything that the Broncos have put out this year. And I'm not even trying to joke around with Hamlin, well, you know, last week, but he's better than. Again, when people talk about Matt Stafford, like Owen 16 comes to their mind, but Matt Stafford is an excellent quarterback. There's no doubt about it. And anybody who knows anything about football will tell you that he's a great quarterback. He's just hasn't had, luck or you know again a team around him so I I say yes and I think that he could make them actually a playoff team you know again leave the defense to Vic Fangio and let Matt Stafford and whether it's Gary Kubiak up in the up in the booth or whatever figure it out but yeah I think that he would definitely improve Denver so I think that's a really good one Nick that's a good one and like you say it wouldn't be for the long stretch it would be like no get a championship in the next two, maybe three years, and yes. some more guys around this guy. Yeah, yeah. Correct. I thought I, I kind of envisioned that as like a as a win now scenario. And look, Matt Stafford has a hell of an arm. He's not like washed up by any means, but nope. I know Indy's trying to do this with Philip Rivers. But I feel like this might work better if you have like a Matt Stafford in Denver type deal. I agree with you, and I think that's a fantastic one. I really do. That one. I better never- not hear this on ESPN tomorrow. <laughs> if we. Oh, no, I, I will, if not make a phone call, take the first <laughs> flight out, all right, to Bristol, all right? You guys hear me over there? Don't take our stuff, especially if, if I see this tomorrow, I'm going to flip out, forget it. <laughs> oh, my God. You ain't kidding. Let me ask you one personally. All right, this is for your team. Oh, boy. And it, it, it you can look, well, 
don't look at it, don't don't look at it long run so much. But what would you say if I put in front of you Daniel Jones and Cam Newton? Um, damn. I would, I would say based on the cam that I have seen this season, he does not look wildly accurate to me. He seems to be struggling. I know he had COVID. I listen, we don't know like what kind of side effects there are and how long, like, um, some of these effects will stay with you. I understand that. Um, Coming back from injury, I, I think he's doing okay, but I actually, and I'm not trying to be a homer about it, I would stick with Daniel Jones and what the Giants have going. And I say that because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And right now, it's not broken. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think we need to be grabbing another quarterback. Uh, so I, I would stay. I, I would just stick with Daniel Jones, let Jason Garrett and this offense do what they are doing, and uh, no, I I would pass on Cam. Okay, all right. You know what? I, w- I really wasn't sure where you were going to go with that one, but that's beautifully explained right there. So I I totally get it. You know what? You may have not that I picked Cam. I would say, oh, I'd definitely go with Cam over Daniel Jones. Um, no, I, I I'm I would probably agree with you. I think that was really really well said. I like that a lot. Let me give you a really really interesting one that probably wouldn't have crossed anybody's mind at all because they're both excellent quarterbacks in the league. They're both young. But, 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 what if Josh Allen was the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals and not Kyler Murray? We're talking about a difference of about eight inches, okay? <laughs> they can both run. You know, they both have very good arms, extremely good arms. There's no doubt about it. But it seems that Josh Allen maybe is – you know, progressing faster and getting there a little bit more. And again, he can do with whatever with his feet. So I wonder if maybe he was the quarterback of the Cardinals, if they would be better than Kyler Murray. What do you think? I wouldn't necessarily say better, but maybe by like a game or two. I don't think it would be a steal from D. I don't think it would be a quantum leap in the uh, scale of being better. Um <laughs> But uh, maybe slightly. Okay. All right. I, you know what? I, I, I think like, I'm with you. Not quantum leap type. But you know what? If I think if Josh Allen was the quarterback of the Cardinals, they would have a better record than what they do now. And I think they're, what, six and five? Uh, yeah, they're six and five. And he's up there with the Bills. Granted, they have a better defense, but it's really not, not that much better. Like we talked about, we thought more out of them. And offensively, I feel like he works with a little bit less. They don't really have a running game. Yeah, yeah, he's got Stephon Diggs now. John Brown has missed a lot of time. So give Josh Allen, you know, D-Hop, Christian Kirk, and even a Larry Fitzgerald. I don't know. So I, I would actually go with Josh Allen on that team, but I don't think there's any right or wrong answers. So you you would stick with, uh, with Kyle Murray. Yeah, I mean, I could see where you say putting Josh Allen on there. Yeah, maybe he gets them one or two more wins. I don't know that, you know, they're undefeated, but I could see where they might be doing better. Yeah. All right. Okay. I I dig it. I dig it. I totally dig it. And Clay, I don't want you to agree with me if you don't agree with me. That's the way it goes. (laughs) Oh, no. I will never disagree with someone to agree. (laughs) You tell the truth over here. That's for sure. All right. You said you had one more or did we go through all three? Um, I got two more. Oh, okay, great. Um, 
Okay, let's talk. We did uh, win now. Oh, let's continue with the kind of win now, maybe short term, somewhere in the middle. Um, what about Carson Wentz to Indy? They got the best O-line in the league, and he has a putrid O-line, so he wouldn't be sacked 46 times. Um, they don't eat – you know, Indy doesn't exactly have, like, superstars on offense, and neither do the Eagles, so I don't think that that would be much of a difference. Most of the time, Indy has a solid D. Philly probably has a better defense, but Rivers is not the future, and would Carson Wentz thrive in the Frank Reich regime? Wow. That is such a good one. You are very good at this. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is such – you know – Yes, he would. Of course, yes, without a doubt, because I told you last week, I believe that Carson Wentz is still a very, very good quarterback, but his young mind is getting messed with, with the injuries and worrying with the players around him. You know, I don't want to repeat myself. I went over that. If you guys heard last week, Nikki, I know you know, so I think that he would be freaking perfect in Indy. I think he would be phenomenal there because you're right. The, the best offensive line, or at least the top three, You'd be better coached, I think, by Frank Reich. Get the ball out quick like Phillip Rivers. I mean, Phillip mm-hmm. Rivers is a statue. And look yeah. what he's doing over there. So yeah. you, you see bringing Carson Wentz, a, a younger, more athletic version. Hell freaking yeah. That is a great one. That's a freaking great one right there. And you know what? If Philly's sneaking around at all and trying to say, you know what? Maybe we're going to go with Jalen Hurts for the future, which I don't think they're doing. Mm-hmm. I Indy should jump all over that. I think that that's one, maybe the best one I can possibly even think of. And the one before <laughs> that was great. That, that's an excellent job right there. I like Thank that you. a lot. And the Matthew Stafford one, that was really good too. I got one more for you if you want it. Yeah, I got one more and I got one more for you as well. Okay. So long-term, long-term, let's look like maybe four, three, no, five years down the road, Sam Darnold to the Bears. Actual receivers to throw to and a much better defense. Let me tell you something. I have that exact one written down. (laughs) I have the exact same thing written right in front of my face in lime green freaking ink right now on my computer. I'm looking at it. Sam Donald to the Bears. Yeah, I'm with you. He's better than Trubisky. He's better than Foles. He's better than people think. He just doesn't get a chance to show it. Yes, he has made some dumb mistakes. Obviously, he has. But that's because he's still young, and he's got the worst coach that the Lord ever created. So, <laughs> you know, he's supposed to be like some quarterback whisperer. Or get the hell out of here with that nonsense. It's, that, that's a bunch of crap. So, um, yes, I, I'm, I'm so with that. I think Sam Donald would thrive over there, having a defense that he can rely on, knowing he doesn't have to do it all by himself. And Allen Robinson is a hell of a freaking wide receiver, and he would love to throw the ball to him. So I am, bam, all the way with you. You're knocking it out of the park this week, Nick. You really Thank are. Thank you. You are knocking it out of the freaking park. Excellent job. Let me give you one last one. It's in the same division. Now, I know that the Titans went to the AFC Championship last year, but if you put Deshaun Watson under center, how far can they go? Oh. Like, would that be yeah. a Super Bowl team? You know, like, would that would it be like that caliber AFC championship? 
Well, it would have to be, right? Because they've made it, you know, <laughs> pretty right. far. They made so, it. I feel like know. with a little bit of luck, but they made it, yes. Yeah, and Deshaun Watson can certainly make things happen uh, with his feet. And he makes a lot happen with uh, practically nothing. So, yeah. yeah, I think that team is probably leaps and bounds better. How would you prepare for Deshaun Watson and Derrick Henry? I mean, uh, defensive coordinators would freak the hell out. They wouldn't know what to do. You know what to do. Who do you take away? (laughs) You can't stack the box and you can't play cover two defense. You you can't do it. So, wow. I like that. Yeah, I, I like that one too. That'll never happen probably with what's going on now. But Deshaun Watson, if he ever leaves and he's going to get paid, the Titans may want to think about doing that if they can keep this team intact. That was really good, Nikki. This is the first time that we ever did this. Like, we're saying, hey, you know, right, we're, we're going to do this. We'll see what we got. And that was awesome. Yeah, that, that was, was fun. Really that was, I love that. That was an awesome segment. We got to keep coming up with more of this stuff. And all credit to you because that was your idea. And it wasn't, again, not the guy, oh, Patrick Mahomes, the Jets are going to be, what, eight and eight? But no, we're talking about, like, real deal, serious stuff. Yeah, things that, you know, maybe a little far-fetched, but could happen, I guess. Yeah, right, exactly. So I think that's a great job by you, Nikki. And you always do a great job with other things. Oh, my God. I mean, (laughs) again, I'm I'm solo over here. There's not a thing in the world that I can do. I got to take all the heat. Everything that's going to be going on, I don't know what's coming. I just know that it's tricky every single time, and we're going to get the best of it because here it comes right now in your face. Listen up. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On time. Here we go. To rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time is tricky. She is the only one in the world who has her own song for this segment. Any segment on any podcast, she is introduced as Tricky Nikki Gist because she is amazing at knowledge with Nikki. Oh my gosh, here we go. I am going solo, so I'm shaking in my own boots over here. Damien, lucky you, bro. Whatever you're doing, man. I hope you're having a lot of fun. You don't have to deal with this. Nikki, I'm ready. I don't know what's coming, so I'm not ready, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> well, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you what's coming. A little hometown love is coming because today is the tree lighting in New York City from the area. I live here. So we're going to do a little New York trivia. Hey, all right. What? Well, I- I'm from New York, obviously, you know that, so maybe I got a shot over here. Okay, let's do this bad boy. I think you do. I got a little bit of a mix. We got some sports, some about the city, so let's see how you do. And let's start off with, what is the full name of the Statue of Liberty? Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, that's something I should know. Um, Full name. Her Lady Liberty? No. What oh, there's it? no steel this week. Liberty enlightening the world. You know what? I didn't know that. Liberty enlightening the world? Yes. Okay. All right. Actually, for a second, I thought I might have been right with Our Lady Liberty for a second there. Okay. That, that's interesting. That's really good. That's why I love this stuff. I, I don't care if I get it wrong. I get to get new knowledge that I write down every single week. I get smarter every time. So that's good. I gave him my best shot on that one. Now I know something else. 
date, and I know you're going to get this question. Oh, she knows. Oh, boy. I know you will. Which Hall of Fame net pitcher has more strikeouts than any pitcher in Mets or Yankee history? Well, in Mets or Yankee history? Hmm? Are you trying to say they play for the same, they play for the Mets and the Yankees, this guy? This guy just has more strikeouts oh, than it, any it's gotta pitcher. Be, it's got to be Tom Seaver. It is. Okay. All right. There we go. There we go. I was you just making good? sure that you weren't trying to throw a Doc Goodman no. in there or, or something like that who played for both teams. Yeah. Tom no. Seaver. So you were right. Yes, I did know that one. Point for Jay. All right. Hey, you got one. All I right. Did. Okay, Jay. What year was Brooklyn incorporated into New York City? Ooh, very good question. Brooklyn incorporated. I actually know some of this stuff. It's going to be hard to get the right year, though. Um, ooh, uh, I'm going to have to say 1891. Oh, so close. I'm giving you a point. 1898. 18, okay. I knew it was somewhere in there because I, I remember studying this somewhere sometime in my head. All right. All right. Thanks. I appreciate the point. I'll take okay. it. Okay. Two. All right. See, you're knocking, you're knocking the hometown out of the park. Okay. Okay. Right. New York, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Next one. What is the Knicks' longest winning streak? That's a good question. Their longest winning streak, I think, was, oh, um, I think 16 games. 18. 18. Damn. Pretty Damn. close, though. No, nah, that's good. I know it's close. Maybe I'll stick a quarter of a point. Half, in there. half a point. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what season that was? I thought it was a 73 season. 69-70. Oh, okay, okay. So, right, they won the championship in 69, and then won again in 73. That yeah, that was. The year that the um, the Jets won the Super Bowl, the Mets won the World Series, and um, what, what am I leaving out? And basketball. Uh, and then, yeah, and the Knicks won uh, the championship. So, yeah, that, that's an interesting one. Okay, cool stuff. All right, cool. We got two more for you. How many commuter bridges cross the East River? Wow. I hope they don't get stuck thinking of this is a bridge and this isn't um seven yes all right all right should we name them all for our listeners you name (laughs) (laughs) we got the triborough the queensborough manhattan williamsburg throgs neck whitestone and of course the brooklyn bridge the brooklyn bridge all right there we go yep all right one more for you and i think you might have hit a home run these two running backs are the only players to rush for over ten thousand yards while playing in the big apple okay so these two running backs are the only running backs to rush for over ten thousand yards while playing in the big apple okay Mm -hmm. All right, one I think I got. Um, let's see here. The second, mm, this is tougher, the second one. Shoot. This first one I'm pretty much guaranteed on. Uh, ah, well, one's Curtis Martin, right? Correct. 
Okay. And the other one is, come on, Jay. You got to do better than that. Um, 10,000 yards. Ah, oh, damn. There's no way he ran for that many yards. Oh, this is killing me right now. Is it, um, is it, um, Freeman? Tiki Barber. Oh, shoot. What's wrong with me? Oh, I should, oh, man, you should smack me upside the head. Oh. I would if I could. <laughs> can't believe that. I, am I can't either. Damn. I can't. And I'm thinking about the Giants running back. For some reason, I slipped right through him. Oh my God! I should. I mean, I'm. I'm going to beat myself up after. Uh, I'm taking your hometown card away. Come on. <laughs> and you should. I was a huge fan of Tiki Barber, and then when he stopped fumbling the ball, he would. Yeah. The ball was like up by his neck. It was hysterical when he ran, but he was so good. Oh, shame on me for not getting Tiki Barber. You're right. Yes. I absolutely should have had that. That's Shame on you. But you know what? You smashed hometown trivia. So good job, Jen. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. She always brings the goods, guys. She really does. You never know what you're going to get. And yeah, I'm happy with myself today. I did pretty good. See, I know my Brooklyn Bridges. I'm I'm New York guy over here. Tom Siva. Good questions, Nikki. Way to freaking go. That was awesome. All right. <laughs> we need more hometown trivia. Yeah, right. We should do a, we should do a lot more hometown trivia. You ain't freaking kidding. You should do all this sort of stuff. And I'm gonna do some even more homework right now. Talk about the buildings that were built. You know, when when uh, when in 1933 on 33rd floor, all these weird sort of things. We're gonna get into some weird New York stuff. We're gonna get crazy in Gotham City. You never know what's gonna happen. Maybe Harry Houdini will pop out for something. You never know. He's a tricky guy too. So you gotta watch out. <laughs> fantasy football draft nikki kicked my ass man she went on a roll yo damien did pretty good too but you had russell wilson and dk metcalf they went off for a billion points the rams the defense you picked despite losing 21 points and the only bad thing that happened and it would have been good probably maybe that's part of the reason why the raiders got destroyed is that you picked josh jacobs and he got hurt in that game that's the only reason why he didn't do well Mm-hmm. I did okay, but I was hoping Tyler Lockett was going to have a big game also, but that was all DK Metcalf in that Philly game, uh, Sunday night football. So I had Josh Allen, got me 20 points. I picked Ezekiel Elliott for the first time. I'm figuring, like, yeah, he's got to be able to do something against this freaking defense, like, for sure, right? Not at all. Just fumbling and doing a whole bunch of other crap. Uh, but the Packers did pretty good for me. I got 18 points out of them. But overall, Nikki, you won. Congratulations. You beat Damien as well. And Damien had a, had a pretty decent week. But uh, in the same thing, in, this, in the Raider game, he had uh, Derek Carr. And that's the lowest output we've seen from a quarterback this year, 1.6. So he just got bad luck on that one. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bad week to take any Raiders player. But who knew that was coming? So Nobody. We- Nobody. I'm I'm never touching anything with a Falcons game again. Like I'm just gonna say No. <laughs> <laughs> when we do our picks, I'm just saying tie from now on. But let's do our freaky fantasy football draft. It is just me and you. So we added a tight end into the mix this week, which should be fun. Um you won, which means I go first. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go ahead and see. I've got a few of these bad boys written down. Can this guy have two good weeks in a row? I don't know. So 
let me take uh, I'm gonna take Kirk Cousins. Okay. Yeah, they're playing the Jaguars. I, he's got to do something over there. So I'm going to take Kirk Cousins' quarterback. I'm going to go with him first. Okay. Now it is yours, but you get two picks in a row. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it's funny. When I went back on my list, I was like, wow, I didn't take this one and this one and this one yet. Um, Isn't it nice so, when that happens? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers this week against Philly. Okay. Good one. Yeah, I already used up Rogers, so I, I can't do that again. Nice pick right there. And you get another. And I also have not used Tyreek Hill. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> and they have the Broncos this week. Oh, yeah, that's, that's going to be another big day right there. Son of a gun. Oh, boy, you got me. You got me with that one right there. Yep. Uh, oh, no, she got Tyreek. I remember when, last week when we finished the draft, I said, this is the best draft I've seen by far. <laughs> and, and you did it. And now you're doing it again. I'm, I'm in a lot of trouble. Rogers and Tyreek Hill. All right. Well, let me get this. Uh, well, actually, I can save that because you have already picked that position. So let me shut my mouth and do something else. I'm going to go with you know what I'm going to go with my Colts playing the Colts playing the Texans I'm going to go with Naheem Hines that's going to be my running back this week I've used a lot of the good ones almost all of them already so I'm going to go with Hines I like the way he plays and the Texans defense is nothing you know nothing really to brag at so I get another pick and I will take the hmm, what do I want? Make a smart pick here. What is this? You know what? I'm gonna do it. They're playing the Jets. I'm taking the Raiders defense. Good, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> Why not? I haven't taken it before. Hopefully they'll do something this week and not let up 43 points. So I'm going completely against the norm over here, but that's my fault. That's being me. Nikki, I know you got two salad picks coming up, so I'm screwed. Here we go. Um, well, speaking of the Jets, I'm going to go ahead and take Darren Waller. Oh, good for you. Very smart. Very smart. Tight end. There we go. Yep. That's an extra position for this week. All right. Yeah, he didn't have the greatest game last time, so he's in for a big one this week. I agree. I think oh, so. God, you got a big-ass team this week. <laughs> uh, let's see. Now I need a running back. I'm stuck between – I'm stuck between logic – well, no, it's – and – all right, I – I'm going to take Austin Eckler, and I'm doing that because Buffalo ranks in the bottom five against the run. Good job out of you. Good good job. You see, that stuff like that is important. Sometimes, you know, you can have a mediocre running back. I'm not calling Eckler mediocre. I'm just saying in general. But if you're going up against a team like where Indy was completely annihilated with their front four, yeah, you go ahead and you do something like that. So very smart. Very smart. So you got Eckler and Waller right there. Now I get to finish my last two picks and then give it to you for your defense. Um, I'm going to take Justin Jefferson. I haven't used him yet, so I'm going to match him up with Kirk Cousins. So let me get that in there. 
it only kind of like logically makes sense that I do that. And my tight end, hmm, did I want to go with the obvious guy or did I want to <laughs> go with, uh, you know, I'm going to go with, sure. I'm surprise the hell out of you. I'm going with Evan Ingram. Are you sure? Yep. I mean, yep. yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great pick, Jay. Love it. All right. Double down on it. <laughs> wait and see. He's going to have a game against Seattle, I'm telling you. I'm okay. telling you. They're going to be throwing the tight end the ball all game. Colt McCoy, that's going to be his best friend all game long. Give me the tight end up the middle. So that's why I'm picking him. There's my stupid logic, and let's see if it works. Now, my partner, my friend, you get the last pick. Who is your defense? Oh, man. Um, yeah, you know what? Let's go. Let, let, I'm going to take the Giants defense. All right. Good for you. Good for you. That's right. They're a good freaking defense. And you know what? Russell Wilson's been, uh, you know, known to turn over the ball now all of a sudden. Our MVP, who hopefully he'll get back to that status. Otherwise, Patrick Mahomes is going to take this damn thing away. There's no doubt. All right. So we got it in there and we got the tight end. So to go over, Nikki, who is the reigning champion and probably will be again next week with this team, Aaron Rodgers, Austin Eckler, Tyree Kill, Darren Waller, and the New York Giants defense. I got Kirk Cousins matched up with Justin Jefferson, my offensive rookie of the year. Naheem Hines, my running back, going against the Texans. Nikki's favorite tight end in the world, Evan Ingram, and the Raiders defense against the Jets. So we'll see how it goes down, Charlie Brown. That's what's coming up. That's what's coming up. So we got our freaky fantasy football draft in. Nikki, the only thing we have left to do for our fans and the entertainment that we give is our picks and our locks. So if you're ready to go, I'm ready to roll. I'm always ready. I know she is. That's it. Well, you're the best in the freaking business. I love it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm a rookie. Maybe I'll win rookie of the year. Yeah, rookie my ass. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anything, you'll get that. That's for sure. Otherwise, you're a professional all the way. So show me how professional you are with this game. With the Browns, who I've been beefing up big time against the Titans, who beefed up against the Colts. What do you got in this one? It's in Tennessee. Uh, yeah, so Derrick Henry leading the league, rushing yards at 114.3, but Nick Chubb isn't far behind. He's at 102.7. Mm. So I think this is going to be interesting. And Tennessee won that matchup hands down last year, but clearly this is a different Browns team. Um, it's not – I did toss this up a little bit, but ultimately I think Tennessee takes it 28, uh, Cleveland 24. Yeah, I agree with you. And when you brought up – talking about earlier when the Browns run into, you know, one of them big boy teams, one of the Mm -hmm. better teams that they haven't seen yet. I think that's what we're talking about in this game right here. I think that the Titans are going to give them a dose of their own freaking medicine. Derrick Henry is going to run like a champion and AJ Brown is going to catch his passes. Cleveland has a good defense, not a great defense. We talked about it. Now they're going to run also, but the Titans know that that is coming for sure obviously, and they have, I think, a better defense than Cleveland does. So ultimately, I think the Titans win pretty comfortably, 32-24, and I'm also going to lock it in. That's how, that's how strong I feel about Wow, okay. Yeah, I don't think the Browns are ready for what they're about to get. That's why I'm locking it. So this is a game that I think they need to have if they want to get better going forward and mm-hmm. learn how to win against tough teams and actually do something in the playoffs. This is going to be a game the Browns are going to need to, whether they win or lose, 
It's a game that they need to actually play and learn how to play against a tough team. So I think it's really important, but I'm going to lock Tennessee in. So let's go to our next game, which is Washington versus God bless them, the Steelers, who again, just won a game today. It's freaking Wednesday, guys. It's Wednesday, and they won a game today. They just kept pushing that game back, and it didn't matter because the outcome we all knew was going to happen. Washington playing the Steelers. What do you got, Nikki? Um, well, I feel like the Steelers have been affected the most by all this COVID and schedule changes. Me too. Me too. Um, and they seem to just keep bouncing back. So I have no reason to think that they wouldn't bounce back. I know it's not going to be easy. A 340 kick on a Wednesday. I get it. Um, and I sure as hell hope Pittsburgh wins. Um, I really wouldn't be surprised if there's an upset here this week, though. But I'm going to go Pittsburgh 27, Washington 20. All right. So we're going Pittsburgh. And I'm going Pittsburgh also. And I'm with you. It could be one of those games where the defense for Washington plays so well that God forbid they hurt Big Ben. You know, what happens then? What if he gets knocked out of the game? You know, obviously I don't want that to happen. But, no, I'm going with the Steelers also. They should win this game. But that defensive line, watch out. It's a good thing the Steelers have such a great offensive line. That is a battle, guys. If, you know, if you're a real football fan, watch the line of scrimmage in that game and see who's winning that battle. Whoever's winning that battle is winning the game. That's the end of the story. Moving on to the next game where the Raiders got smashed last week. The Jets are used to getting smashed, so it's nothing new for them. So I think they just get smashed again. So I'm going to take the Raiders in this one, 31-16, and not think about it twice. Uh, I'm not thinking about it at all. I'm taking the Raiders, <laughs> Jets 17, and I'm locking it in. I like, I'm not thinking about it at all. Like, what, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> That's good. That's really good. Yep, I, I, I said I'm not going to lock against the Jets this week. I just said, I'm, nope, I'm not going to do it. I'll leave them alone, the poor things that they are. So I left them alone with that part at least. So the Jaguars, who tried to make a game out of it with the Browns, are traveling to Minnesota, who came back against the Panthers. The, the Vikings have to win this game. If they, if they lose the game, they're an embarrassment to themselves, and obviously the playoff hopes are gone. So I think the, the Vikings win big, and Dalvin Cook has a tremendous game, Nikki. I like Vikings 33-17, and you can lock it up. Yeah, I'm locking this too. Dalvin Cook is for sure going to take advantage of this Jacksonville run defense that is currently ranked 29th. Um, So I am taking Minnesota 31, Jacksonville 21. I think they'll score a little bit, but I am locking this as well. Yeah, no doubt. This is a game where the Vikings, you know, they're a better team and they're at home. There's no reason why they shouldn't win this game by a couple of touchdowns at all. Dalvin Cook all day. And, you know, they know that the only weapon that they got on the other side with that Jaguars is James Robinson. So, you know what? Put the men in the box and take care of business and go home. That's it. Next game, Bengals at Dolphins. It would have been a hell of a lot better if we knew that Tua was definitely starting in this game. I don't know if that's happening, but no Tua and no Joe Burrow. So that hurts the viewership of it. Um, I'm not too hyped on this game, but the Dolphins, again, have been playing really good football. I don't see why it's going to stop now. And, you know, against Cincinnati coming to Miami, I was going to lock this game in. I probably should have, but I'm taking Dolphins 26-13. Yeah, Miami ranks second in the league in scoring defense. Um, So I think Miami takes care of business here. Miami 23, Cincy 14. Yep. No doubt. Yeah, all right. So we're in uh we're in we're in lockstep over here right now. We're in total agreement. Let's see if it gets tougher. Well, here's a maybe a tough game. This one could be interesting. The Colts are at the Texans. Now, 
with the way the Texans have been playing lately and not that Indy has been playing bad, but I think Houston can make this a much better game. And I'm, you know, I feel like I'm still thinking about who's going to win Nikki. Well, who you got? Um, I actually, I'm going to go Houston here and I'm probably going out on a limb, but Texans have won three of their last four and Deshaun Watson has 15 TDs and zero interceptions in his last six games. I think this is a dangerous game for the Colts who split in their last four games. These two meet again in week 15 um, and that could probably be Indy, but I think right now, momentum wise, I'm going to go Houston 27, Indy 24. I don't blame you for thinking that because I, I, you know, again, it's been like a week to week type of league, except for, you know, the best teams out there like Pittsburgh and New Orleans Steelers and all that stuff. So it's like this week. Okay. Is it, are we going to get the Colts who play green Bay or the Colts who got smashed by Tennessee last weekend that the Texans, while they're getting better, it's mostly on offense, their defense still pretty much stinks. So I think the Colts' defense will end up ultimately winning this game for them and maybe picking off Deshaun Watson or turning it over a couple of times. So I'm going to go with the Colts because they desperately need to win this game to stay in the division race and in the playoff race as well. So I'll take the Colts. So that's the first game we differ on. Mm-hmm. First one. Well, let's see if we got more. We got Lions and Tigers and Bears. Oh, no. Oh, my. <laughs> Lions are at the Bears this week. Uh, another game that nobody wants to watch, Nikki. I know I sure as hell don't. I won't. I'll watch any other game but that one. What do you think is going to happen in it, though? Oh, my God. Yeah, like, who cares about this yeah, game? Cares um, I will say this, though. Bears have lost five in a row, and the Lions have lost five in a row to the Bears. So one of these streaks will – come to an end I think the Lions end up rallying uh Detroit 26 Chicago 23 I think that's a that's great stat right there I didn't even know that I had no idea wow they lost five in a row to the Bears you know what I think they break that streak also I do it's in Chicago I, Mm -hmm. I don't think it makes that much of a difference they can't move the ball on offense and Matthew Stafford eventually will put the ball in the end zone a couple of times and maybe even make a play on defense if the Lions possibly can so you know what I'm with you I like the Lions also all right. Nice job. Good explanation right there, Nikki. You're helping me make my pick. All right. With the next one, we got the Saints at the Falcons. Ugh. And <laughs> WTF, uh, you know, like, what the hell are we going to do with this freaking game over here? So, Saints at Falcons. Uh, Nikki, I don't know what to say, so you say something. <laughs> All right. I'll say this. The Saints defense has allowed just 12 points in Taysom Hill's last two starts. Um. And the Falcons, they can't really afford to settle for, like, the field goal game, you know, that they're, like, kind of notorious to have sometimes. Um, I think Atlanta makes it interesting, but Saints are a better team. So I'm going to go New Orleans 24, Atlanta 20. I'm probably wrong because I can't pick Atlanta and Arizona (laughs) life, but (laughs) Uh, I'm rolling with the Saints. I probably should pick Atlanta just so one of us get this game right, you know, <laughs> just for the hell of it. But I can't do it. I, I can't. You know, the, again, Sean Payton's too smart. And I know that there's tape on Taysom Hill now, more and more tape. But I think the Falcons go back to stinking a little bit. But, no, I, actually, I do think they will keep it close. But I'm also going to go with New Orleans. It's just very hard to bet against them even right now. And you mentioned the defense. They're really playing lights out. They are playing as one of the best defenses in the league. 
and I, I think that they're you know going to knock the Falcons around. Matt Ryan's not going to know what hit him after a while. So I, I'm with you. All right, so Saints on the road for both of us. The Rams are on the road traveling to Arizona, who we talked a lot about before. This is a huge game. We talk about division games and having a six and five record and five and six record. You know what? Wow, Nikki. So in this one, the Rams at Cardinals, like I said, I thought the Rams were the best team in the division. They don't necessarily look like that week to week, but I feel like the Cardinals are, I don't want to say getting worse, maybe just leveling off. Whereas the Rams have a more complete team. I know it's on the road, but it's in a dome and Jared Goff does well in domes. I'm going to take them 31-27. So I got the Rams in this game. Um, we have very similar scores. Just flip the teams. Uh, Sean oh. McVay called out Jared Goff, who's had five turnovers in the last two weeks. Um, and the Rams' defense is tough, but they're not really consistent. I think Kyler Murray uh, gets the Cardinals back on track this week. At Arizona 30, Rams 27. Okay. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and that calling out thing, yeah, that's bulletin board material right there. People like that stuff. No question. All right. This next game is uh, pretty confusing. I did not know which way to go. We have Patriots at Chargers, Nikki. So the Pats who, it's like, you know, what are we going to get on offense? You know, you'll probably get a decent defensive game out of them. But they're in L.A. and, you know, they got Justin Herbert over there and all these wild things. They can't seem to win a freaking game. But I think somehow they're going to win this one. I feel like the Patriots are just done. They're finished, you know, and Cam Newton's not going to be able to move the ball that well unless they have a great ground game that day. Unless they run the ball really well, I think the Chargers are going to be able to air it out a bit and win 29-22. Okay, I like that. I'm going the other way. Uh, But the Patriots have no margin for error. Like, this is their last-ditch effort here. Um, and I do think it's probably going to end up pretty close. Uh, I think it's going to come down to trusting one of the defenses more. And New England's got a little bit better of a defense. I'm going to go New England 28, uh, Chargers 26. All right. Okay. That's funny. I said we didn't differ on any games. And then the next three were just like that. <laughs> right there. Just throw that out the window. All right. Uh-huh. So next one, uh-huh. Eagles at Packers. I mean, Come on, like are we joking around over here? Packers, yeah, Packers. Okay. (laughs) Uh, What do you? What do? What do you? What are we going to say? The Packers have been dominating, and the Eagles have been getting dominated. So I got it, thirty-eight, eighteen. I got thirty-one, twenty-four. Packers. All right, there we go. I think you're being even a little bit generous right there, but (laughs) we both got the pack. So the pack is in. The next game is the Broncos at the Chiefs. It's Sunday night football. And Nick, oh. I mean, I'll make this quick. Chiefs. <laughs> End of story. What else is there to say? Uh, Chiefs 34, Denver 13, and I'm locking it in. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much that simple. I don't know if any of these quarterbacks are going to be even allowed to play in. Even if they are, it doesn't freaking matter. The Chiefs are going to smack the hell out of them, and that's a given. So that's a Sunday night game, but look, we got our Monday night football game, and then we got our games. That's the most important ones. Cowboys at Ravens. When they looked at that at the beginning of the year, they probably smiled. They were going, oh, we're going to make a lot of money on this game. No, you might not make too much on this game because the Ravens are disappointing. I don't know if Lamar Jackson's going to be there or, you know, any of the other players, whatever. The Cowboys have been just 
awful. So this game sucks. But the Ravens have much better players and playing better than the Cowboys. So even the fact that it's in Baltimore, I'm definitely going with the Ravens. But somehow the Cowboys keep it close. But I'll say Ravens 25-22. Yeah, Ravens are seriously in desperation mode. And we all know that could be dangerous for another team. Um, I guess Lamar Jackson's coming about. Either way, you're right. I agree. Baltimore has more talent. So let's go Ravens 31, Dallas 21. Yeah, this way we don't have to put an APB ad on your husband this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. The two most important games on the schedule for us, at the very least. Let's go with your Giants first. We talked about it very little. They're at the Seahawks. If they had Daniel Jones, Nikki, I would pick – I might pick them, really, because of the defense, and I know that they can score. But without him – it makes it so much tougher. The Seahawks are a beatable team, there's no doubt. But their defense has been getting better. They have been getting healthier. With you know, And they got Dunlap over there. They're waiting for a couple of guys like Dunbar to come back. And Jamal Adams playing better on defense. So it seems the Seahawks are rising up a little bit. And the Giants would be too. But you're missing your quarterback. That's what kills me. That's why I have to pick Seattle. Yeah, no, I don't blame you at all because uh, Colt McCoy is a 34-year-old journeyman and uh, he cannot keep up with Russell Wilson no matter what they concoct for him uh, next week. Um, Seattle's defense obviously is not great, so um, but I think they might get some confidence in this game against us. Um, I probably would feel a little bit differently if Daniel Jones was playing. I don't think he's going to. Um, I know they're throwing that out there. It's a game. Oh, prepare for Daniel Jones. But, uh, yeah, I don't see it. So I'm going to go Seattle 33, Giants 16. Yep. See, she's not a homer, folks. We have very similar scores, by the way. I had 30-16. She's not a homer. She gives it like it's real. She gives you the real deal. That's the bottom line. And it is that way. And, again, I would think more if Daniel Jones was playing because I like the, I like the Giants' confidence. I think they're totally bought into Joe Judge. And this is going to work. Uh, you, you know, your team is going to be a playoff team for the next, I don't know how many years, but it's going to be for a while. I really believe that, Nikki. I think that your team is absolutely on the rise and for years to come are going to be a team that is talked about in the playoffs and who knows how far they can go. But yeah, I see them definitely on the rise. The Bills have been on a rise. They're playing my 49ers in Arizona, yeah, I know that sounds confusing, but that's exactly what's going to happen. So it's considered a 49er home game. The Bills going back to Arizona for the second time in three weeks, which is hysterical because that would never happen in a billion years. An AFC team going to play an NFC team twice in three weeks in their hometown. But it is what it is. And, you know, I don't want to be homerish over here, Nikki, but <laughs> it's if the 49ers can do what they did to the Rams – they can do that to the Bills also because they're similar teams in a lot of ways, not to go through the whole list. But it makes sense to pick the Bills because they need the game, but sort of the 49ers if they actually want to stick with it. I think the 49ers somehow actually end up winning the game 22-21. to 21. I don't know how, but if Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk is in there and they're doing their thing and we're running and we got Raheem Mostert controlling the clock, keeping Josh Allen on the bench – I think that we can pull out a win. So I, I'm, I'm going to take the Niners in Arizona to win this game playing the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you how the Niners are going to do it. It's because 
your defense is good enough to challenge Josh Allen. And he has had mm, a few more turnovers than I think anybody would like to see in the last few weeks. So yeah, the Bills are three and two on the road, but I think the 49ers are going to make this a tough one for the Bills. Even if the Bills do somehow win, this is not going to be easy. Niners are getting healthy getting the key pieces back. And again, like I said, um, that defense is really going to challenge them. I have the Niners winning 24, Buffalo 21. Oh, all right. How about that? Excellent. Very similar scores as well. Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure about that one because the Bills are certainly a tough team, but the 49ers have a ton of pride. They really do. They play for their coach. They play for each other. And, and, you know, you see guys coming out of nowhere and they're making names for themselves and it's wow. And then, like you said, we're getting a few guys back and, Started to become a real football team. Beat the Rams last week. We swept them this year. Beat them twice. I mean, we own them. So let's see how everything else plays out. Now, again, third and three podcast, guys, kicking your ass. We just gave you everything, our locks, our picks, the quarterback switch, all that stuff. That was a new one. I love that. We got our freaky fantasy football draft in. Nikki is the reigning champion. I think that she's going to hold that title again this week with the team that she has. I think she's going to whoop up on me again, man. But uh, we went over everything, even our top four moments of the year or top four, you know, memories, whatever you want to call it. So we gave you guys a lot of stuff to chop on today. Eat it up, drink it up, take it all in. We'll be back next Wednesday with everything. Nikki, let them know where to find you on Twitter because you're a must follow. Oh, thank you. Yes, you guys can find me on Twitter at Nikki Nick 9384 And I will be excited to be back next week with UJ and D. Hopefully you're back with us next week. We missed you, um, but I had a blast as usual. Absolutely. So did I. So did I. And I liked your Thanksgiving uh, questions that you had going on over there, Nikki. You got a lot of responses on that one. A lot of people were getting into that. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> People were loving that Thanksgiving pie stuff and the food and everything. So that was a good job. That was a lot of fun watching that. So again, I had a great time. Nothing better than doing this. Nikki, you're awesome. Thank you for the questions. Thank you for everything. You're just the greatest co-host anybody can ask for. I got the best in the league. I really do. Can't wait for Damien to get back. Great things are happening with him. We'll talk about that with you guys next week. But for now, third and three podcast, we are out. Your next football games are coming on Sunday, but we'll talk to you on Wednesday. See you later. Bye.